bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A N A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we recap <laughs> the week in- <laughs> the week in politics, like we're recapping the week in reality TV. I miss regular non-news oh. TV. Oh. While you were out of town, mm. I was just like, fuck you, oh Rachel Maddow. <laughs> fuck you, Lawrence O'Donnell. I mean, I tried to like catch up quickly yesterday. Mm. And I was watching the news, like, but weekend news is whack, you know what I mean? But I was mm-hmm. watching it in the, in my It's living. like a recap of other news. Yeah, and it's, it's the, the hosts are, although I like that handsome Asian guy, but that's Oh, yeah, the yeah, point. with you the little that gray wisp. Yeah, he's like a very. What's his name? I can't he kind of looks like a pan-Asian JFK type. Yeah. Oh, good one. <laughs> God, he does. He does. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, but I, I don't know where to find him. The, on the weekends, they just switch around and right. it's whatever. What a great job. So I was doing laundry in my living room mm. and I'm, the news is on and I'm just like, whatever. And I walk into the bedroom to like put the laundry away. Mm-hmm. And my TV had been on in the bedroom and was on mute, like whatever I was watching in the morning, like before I left. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't like committing to turning off the TV. God knows why. Oh, I'm like that too. I'll what. keep both TVs on. Yeah, and I'll just put it. I just put it on mute. Yep. So I walk in and the TV's on mute and it's on soccer. And I'm so desperate to see <laughs> people living a life that's not scripted or news because I don't watch, get to watch enough reality TV now that I'm standing holding like a stack of my underwear staring in front of my standing in front of my TV staring at like soccer. on a mute idiots playing soccer and I'm like hmm and I'm like oh he's mad about something oh okay look that's like you know that person's mom and I'm just looking at people's lives were they American or was it no European it was very oh, South American they love or something oh, I didn't even, I bet I, I kept thinking if I put unmuted none of it will even be in English and I still was mm. like riveted and I'm like that's how much I don't want to watch news well, that's that's a deep, uh, <laughs> yeah, a deep hate of news. Yeah, I mean, do you want to tell the children about? It's not a hate of news. It's just a um, or a, yeah, I guess, it's I, an exhaustion. Listen, I was it's a, a fatigue. A it's fatigue. a news fatigue. No, I I when I list watch the news now that we're doing the podcast, I'll do it um, Saturday through Monday, and then I'm off Tuesday through Friday. Oh, that's good. unless I, I like have weekdays. to. I mean, you know, sometimes whatever, it pops in and out, but I'm trying, I can't. I do it almost the opposite. I like news shows, like I like Rachel Maddow. Yeah. MSNBC between like, I guess four and seven, I find um, comforting. And then on the weekends, I, that's, because I don't have Housewives every night. Jacques and I, I don't have Housewives every night. So (laughs) I have to like go and I can watch the Kardashians. That's off right now. The challenge is ended and now it's a dumber mtv challenge but mm-hmm. i don't really have anything so right. i watch the news during the week and then on the weekends it'll be like movies or binge watching whatever thing 
Right. I do like Stephanie Rule, though. I do have to I say, know you I do, do like to wake thing. up for her. Yeah. Because, ooh, I know she's got Pinot in that mug. Yeah. You want to wake up kooky. for her and to her with her big old titties. <laughs> Tell the children <laughs> about, about Seattle. Me, me um, okay, basically, we had to cancel Seattle due to some logistical s- problems, but we're, 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 I should say we're rescheduling it. We're not canceling it entirely. It's being rescheduled. We're trying to get um, uh, the mayor or the governor there who's gay, and they're just not available. And it's the same time as Pride, and well, I'm doing a Pride a show there or whatever. Girls Weekend so. planned with Linda James, with a man named Linda James. <laughs> so, right. And unfortunately, now Linda will be there, so you guys will have your Girls Weekend, and oh. people can walk up to you all day and all night and say, excuse me, ma'am, can, can I, I can you help me, sir, <laughs> however it goes. Excuse uh. me, sir, do you have any money I could borrow, ma'am? <laughs> Miss, excuse me, miss. Do you have any extra money, sir? I think it's, I don't even know what it <laughs> do is. Do you have a dollar but, I can borrow, sir? But, uh, well, that's unfortunate. I mean, yeah. So it's unfortunate, but you know, just this. The, we're just, you know, it, yeah. It's it's got to so be. So Seattle schedule. is canceled. Portland queer is, on. is still on. Julie's going to perform her uh, own stand up. I'm going to host a few shows, and we have the live podcast. Yes, and the live podcast I believe is the 21st at 3 p.m. I don't think the schedule's up, but I was told that in, you know by the producer <laughs> okay but i know that that's absolutely on and that's being promoted and we've we're gotten both... a lot of questions about that so the 20 what month it, it's july, july 20th 21st. or 21st is the and i'm not sure which day but i know that it's saturday whatever the saturday is 3 p.m podcast brandy's hosting the straight show at 7 30 uh, i'm doing the headliner show at 7 30 brandy's hosting the straight show at nine and that's all in one day and then after that, we are smoking our way through Portland and Julie's <laughs> going to mash her way through all the box in Portland. Oh. We're going to be trolling for drugs on the streets, mm. looking God, for how are we gonna do all people of with big holes in their ears. What are those things called? Oh, oh gouges. Gouges. <laughs> gauges. 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 Gauges, right? Gauges. gauges. Yeah. Because there are a lot in Portland. They have When one. there's a gauge, there's someone who's There's a way. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. So um, if oh. you... Mm. haven't yet please go to our patreon we'll never stop bothering you at the beginning mm. of the show so never feel- stop never back down never stop never back down on the patreon <laughs> on the patreon mm. never stop see- never back down never stop never back down on the patreon if you could see her dancing on the patreon she has stiff tiny arm dancing going <laughs> yeah we won't and so if, it, if you don't like it here's a little tip for you on the top of your um, iPhone, <clears throat> there's a little circle and it has a 15 in the middle. And I didn't know until Julie taught me. Now, on Sirius, if you're a Sirius subscriber, um, immediately cancel that and sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> but if you are p- subscribers to both, on Sirius, you can only rewind with the 15 second circle. But on iTunes and on your iPhone, iPhone, you can fast forward 15 seconds. So anytime we're talking about something you don't like or there's, you know, anything. Yep. Dumpling, don't walk on that laptop. (laughs) Don't you do it. Um, Just push that 15 second. Don't say, "Ugh, I'm out of here. I'm going to go listen to like a podcast I like better. No, just go 15, 15, 15, 15, 15 until we're through whatever shit you don't want to hear. Just a tip. It works on all podcasts and um, it's a life tip and it'll really enhance your time. I like to do it in my own mind as I'm talking to people in person. <laughs> in my mind, I press a 15 forward yeah. in my head. You become dependent on it. The you fact I, mean? I can't do it on Sirius really so, bugs. Really oh, hard. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes like on Howard Stern, I'll be like, I don't want to hear this phony phone call. Yeah, there's a lot I like to fast forward on there, but you can't, I guess. So just, if whatever. you want, go to www.patreon.com. We have two free episodes of our Patreon podcast. It's an hour long. It's fun. And, you know, 
zany, if you will. Zany. I don't know that it's, it's outrageous. It's actually not zany at all. It's, it's a, <laughs> I don't even know. Inappropriate. It's uh, irreverent. And you know what? Edgy. Meow meow. You're gonna yeah. read a message that we got from Renee Denuso, who will Renee s- Denuso. By the way, wait, wow. By the way, sounds like a character from Laverne and Shirley. Uh, and I oh, mean that's like a compliment. it's like Fonzie. Nope, nope. He's on. Um, don't they have a? He's on they, days. Didn't they have a neighbor named someone Denunzio or something? They had like that? it was Laverne and Shirley and Shaggy and Shaggy. <laughs> it was Shaggy and um. <laughs> What the fuck was that other Lenny, guy's name? Lenny, oh, Lenny and Squiggy. Lenny and Squiggy. Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy was on side. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, this is from Renee Denuso. Dear Julian Brandy, I have been a listener since the first episode of DGP, but I'm brand new to the Patreon feed. This is why I'm. I'm it's relevant to all you out oh, there. Oh, for anyone who has who are Patreon. dragging your feet <laughs> on it. Renee will tell you. Renee is telling you now. I have to say, I like the Patreon feed better than the regular show. Oh, solely because the state of the world today makes me so infuriated and depressed that I just hide out in my house endlessly playing Candy Crush and rewatching Parks and Rec. Hold. Mm. Renee, that sounds a lot like me, only replaced Parks and Rec with Rachel Maddow, and I never <laughs> put down the Candy Crush. The worst part is doing this podcast because I can't crush it the whole time during the podcast. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> we crush it nonstop. Okay, over here. Um. Okay, just making sure that's still recording since Dumpling is sitting on it. Uh, I can't handle the political climate, but you guys really do make it better. You are two of the realest bitches there ever was. I may or may not be using that term correctly as I'm a white woman rapidly approaching 40 and have no idea about slang past 1997. You both have no problems with telling your lives with fierce truth and abandon, and I fucking love it. Woo! Isn't that great? Thank you. Renee just joined the Patreon, and... um. She likes it better than the regular. And I didn't even take that as a, I took it as an honest, it took her forever to join clearly because we've had the Patreon since August. Mm-hmm. Um, and she finally joined and found she likes it better. So for all of you out there that, you know, want an extra hour a week, we're just trying to say, go for it, man. Good. Live your life. Hey. Live your dreams. Never yep. going to stop. Never going to stop. Never going to stop. It's on in the Patreon. You already forgot the song? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were. I forgot it already. How did it go? I was like, never going to stop <laughs> hounding yeah, so you. you or ne- to. No, because, well, I thought you were. 24 based- 7, never going to stop with the Patreon. <laughs> it's a different kind of song. Totally 24 7, <laughs> never going to stop with the Patreon. I can't remember literally moment to moment. Well, we see that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So. Okay, well, let's get to Eye of the Shitstorm. You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. Even though the news wanted everyone to think that the eye of the shitstorm was a vulgar remark about John McCain that one of Trump's aides said in a closed meeting that was then leaked to the Times, but we don't need to worry our tiny little heads about it because the apology cops are all over that shit. That's right. <laughs> that is right. I mean, oh, she better be fired. Well, why isn't she apologizing? Why isn't she apologizing? Why, why, she why isn't the White House issuing an apology? Who can this? Cl- who would possibly live in this kind of climate? Who can work in this sort of? In this in this atmosphere, I mean, who? What kind of boss allows someone to speak like that? And oh, why I don't not know. just simply apologize? Why not apologize? 
Right, Megan McCain? You need them to be, you need, then they need to be fired. Right, Megan? Right? At right? least it was about her dad. There's a thousand other people demanding apologies on their behalf. And I'm like, okay, well. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, we can, I, we can, okay. The real shitstorm is that Trump pulled out of Iran. And I mean, he pulled his tiny dick right out of Iran. The Iran deal. The Iran deal is what I mean. That deal, you know? Iran, that deal. One of them deals. <laughs> and that then caused an international shitstorm. It's a shitstorm here that then caused an international shitstorm. Mm. So I would say that we chose the correct shitstorm. And I would, I would say agree. that a vulgar remark doesn't really constitute a shitstorm. <clears throat> so there's probably a Middle Eastern Julian Brandy doing the Middle Eastern <laughs> version of this podcast and talking about this same shit. Death to America. We don't like it. No, do you, right? We do. We have to do it from here because we cannot be seen with our faces in streets. <laughs> so I don't know shit about this. And honestly... You lost me at Iran. So I absolutely cannot pay attention to international war games. I know it's potentially life-threatening to all of us, but on the real, I think it's so fucking boring. I mean, mm -hmm. even if it was like, they could come here tomorrow, they could nuke us tomorrow. I'm like, snore. What is Nini up to? So the most interesting part of this story to me mm. is that Obama got us into the Iran deal in 2015 and Trump just took us out. So we're here to have Meow Meow, who loves anything Middle Eastern, <laughs> to to clue us all in. So I'm oh, just going to say um, while you get gear up your... I'm ready. The original Iran deal was between the United States, United Kingdom, Russia, France, China, Germany, and the European Union, and Iran. We, know, we know it's probably <laughs> pronounced Iran, but because of the fact that I don't want to say Iraq, I'd rather... I'm more comfortable saying Iraq. I'm per perfectly comfortable saying Iran. But I don't like saying Iraq. So I need to say mm -hmm. now Iran and Iraq because that's where right. I'm just going to live. Yeah. So okay. and I don't care if, if a Hispanic person or a Mexican person mm -hmm. comes along and says, Huli, I think that's cute. <laughs> or Yuli, I think that's or my friend Jojo when sometimes mm. the the like Armenian waxer would say Gigi. And I thought that was cute. I don't care. So I'm hoping no one cares if I say Iran with my American flat accent yeah i don't i mean i guess some people would mind but i don't really know why being that i can't say every word right i mean it's you know come on yeah we don't care it's 15 minutes okay <laughs> we're not like excuse me but it's 15 minutes okay, okay. <laughs> so the deal stated that iran would redesign convert and reduce its nuclear facilities and accept additional protocol in order to lift all nuclear-related economic sanctions, freeing up tens of billions of dollars in oil revenue and frozen assets. So all the countries got together and they made this deal that Trump just announced. He's pulling out of. Yeah. You're right. blocked, Cupcake. So You're he's blocked. done with right. it. Right, right. Now, the most egregious part of it, I think, well, first of all, yes. Like, but, I mean, where, I mean, what else is, what else do, is there really to say? He pulled out of the deal and you just explained what the deal was. Now, I, there's the, a, there is something to say is like, why did he pull out of it? Um, <laughs> he keeps, I literally would type into Google, why doesn't Trump like the Iran deal? And you cannot right. find a direct answer. All I saw was it, the deal was decaying and rotten, despite reports that Iran had been complying with it. I, 
That's he, all I saw. Because you can't get a straight answer as to why the deal was bad. And you can't get one because the deal wasn't bad. The yeah. deal was good. The deal was good. The deal. You know why the deal is bad? Because Obama made it. That's why right. the deal was bad. And he's been hating on it. Trump has been hating on it since 2015. And I don't even think he understood it. nor Because uh, there's no reason for it to be bad other than the fact that he wants to somehow top Iran. You know what I mean? In the dick contest right. of the world. And or there's definitely things that we don't know. That are going on with Russia and China, right. who are also in business with Iran. I mean, Russia's like fucking supplying Iran with money left, right, and center. Yeah. So we don't entirely know why Trump wanted to pull out of it. He keeps saying it's not good, it's not good, but I couldn't find anything anywhere to show that it wasn't any good. Right. And they have inspections literally every week to go to the facility to see that they're complying, and they are. And, and it all did was get us in the fight with all these superpowers. And then we pull out and then tell everyone else, if you keep dealing with them economically, if you keep trading with them, if you keep shipping your Volkswagens over there, we're going to slap sanctions on you. And I'm like, why are you getting in a, yeah. us in a fight with everyone? So and that you was, said he's trying to push a war. Well, because that, that to me was the, when John Bolton was on Meet the Press. State of the Union. John yeah. Bolton, who oh, State of the Union. should get run over by a construction vehicle and put into cement into a bridge and never seen Tell again. Tell him who John Bolton is. John Bolton is the national security advisor. He's the guy with the big fluffy mustache who... When I heard is, his voice, I can say, honestly, it was the most surprising voice I've heard <laughs> Well, in, we should be involved with these countries because he's sort of giving you like that kind of voice. His voice sounded like someone 20 years younger than him that looked like, would look like... um like um anderson cooper or uh, uh chris hayes it was like he looks like yosemite sam and his voice came out sounding like chris hayes i was like whoa yeah it's weird it's very weird um very concerning the grossest thing that they're doing is so iran so all these countries they've been iran is it, it and i and i got into an iran k-hole before we got into this because there's a whole iran was a great country like there's, it's got like this really rich history and there was, I mean, thousands of years and blah, 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 and Persia and the whole thing and yeah, meow, meow. And if you look into it, it's super interesting and whatever. I'm they sure were never, and until you get into the Iranian revolution and in the 70s, where, and that's why we have all the Jews here and the Shahs of Sunset and whatever. Like it was, they, they had a good economy. They had a, a, a Shah that was like somewhat westernized and wanted to live with everyone and have a normal like lifestyle and yeah. was a was an acquaintance if not friendly to israel and ultimately what a lot of this has to do is with israel so because mm. really everything does if we go in, right a, down in the it. middle east well and i'm also mean that's where jesus came from so really we're all right we're and all just Mohammed, descendants apparently. of israel right but of course <laughs> most of the middle eastern countries don't want israel to exist at all and so then Iran went through this huge revolution. They kicked out all the Jews and then this hor it's horrible and it's now it's these factions and blah, blah, blah. and now we're in a situation where we finally have to come to this deal so they wouldn't have a nuclear weapon and fucking bomb Israel and bomb us and blah, 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 blah. so then we have it. Trump pulls out even though the, he had all the shit that was going great and now you're going to tell all these other countries that if they keep working with them yeah. that you're going to get fucked as well and it's like that is the grossest part. That's what people really need to understand is that Trump and Bolton are telling other countries that they also what they can do. Yeah, but like, when you like talk Europe, like England, like, yeah, I mean, and on. Bolton was on saying like, no, they, the, and Jake Tapper was like, oh, you, 
you know, I, I've talked to diplomats and stuff and they're not really feeling it. They actually want to keep in the deal because they think the deal's good. And then John Bolton's like, well, they, you know, they think that now they just don't understand the f- scope and the landscape of what's going to happen in the future. Right. And what he's what he means is the scope and the landscape is that you are going to tell them like a mob, like the mafia. Right. Mm-hmm. W- we have a deal for you that you can't refuse. Literally, we have a deal for you. You can't refuse. That's what's going on. It's mafia style yeah. fucking diplomacy. And that's this is a good moment to play Bernie Sanders because after Jake Tapper um, interviewed John Bolton, the national security advisor, about how they're pulled out of Iran. Everyone's mad at us. Jake then interviewed Bernie Sanders. And um, for me, I wanted to play this because it was it was pretty profound, the entire statement. And it it's got stuck so deep in my psyche that it, I mean, it was one of the most influential things I've heard mm. in uh, for sure in 2018. Like I was, I was pretty like uh, definitely influencing like mm, my approach to like what, where I think politics should go. Like Bernie Sanders is, you know, he's very idealistic. And so that, that appeals to that part of me, but at the same time, like, yeah, mm. I mean, I gotta say, I found well, it and very it's not, profound. And it's not for nothing for people to know that within a week of pulling out of the Iran deal, Iran then did send a bomb to Israel. So <laughs> wow. just so people, you know, wow. and now it, now look what's going on. I mean, everything's connected. It's not not connected. No, of course. A bomb goes in, th- in Israel and then they put the thing in Jerusalem and then da, 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 and now, oh, well, we had more jobs in China. Like, and you know what? Every road leads back to Russia. Exactly. I disagree with John on a whole lot, but I will give him credit for chutzpah. Uh, this is a man who was a key advisor to President Bush, George W. Bush, in urging him to get involved and to invade Iraq because supposedly Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. As I think most Americans now know, uh, that effort in Iraq was the worst foreign policy uh, disaster in the modern history of this country. We lost 4,400 American soldiers, brave soldiers, 31,000 wounded, half a million Iraqis dead. And then Bolton talks about, appropriately so, the increased influence that Iran now has in Iraq. Yeah, that's true. And that's precisely because of the war in Iraq. So I think you have some people, unfortunately, in Washington, Bolton being one of them, uh, who believe that war and militarism is the answer to everything. We have spent over $2 trillion in the wars in Iraq, in Afghanistan, uh, and yet today our infrastructure here in the United States is crumbling. We have millions of people can't afford to go to college or are leaving college deeply in debt. Maybe, just maybe, we might want to be investing in the American people rather than inflated military budgets and more and more wars. I love it so I much. Mean, <laughs> From per- first putting him on blast, throwing the shade of the century like, you fucking were part of the fake weapons of mass destruction yeah. catastrophe. Yeah. Like one of the most embarrassing things to happen. Yeah. To happen in modern history and you're part of it. And then, yeah, just the overall overarching theme of like, I mean, I don't remember what I was looking at. It just happened to me prior to even hearing this. It was like sometime over the weekend. I honestly cannot remember. Maybe it was, I don't even remember. It's not important, but it just occurred to me. Like I saw something. I don't know if it was like a pothole or like, and I know where, where, where I live, Burbank, there's just, Burbank, we heard from this this pole guy 
like a pollster. Remember that guy we oh, met? Yes, he said uh-huh. Burbank was like struggling mm-hmm. financially. And uh-huh. I just thought to myself before I even heard that, like, we're spending all this money and we're, we're not even, I mean, there's, our schools are like falling apart or nobody can get educated unless you have the money to pay for an education. And it's, and the whole drama with like DACA and all that stuff, like the whole argument over immigration, it's like people who are literally from immigrants, like John right. Kelly himself. And Tommy Lahren. Yeah, that, or Tommy oh, Lahren, but amazing. whoever it is who's, who come directly from immigrants who didn't speak English will say they don't want you know, Mexican immigrants to come in because they don't speak English and to assimilate. And I'm like, you know, they would be able to assimilate, though, if we had schools that could assimilate anyone. (laughs) Even American children cannot get a fucking education if they live in Inglewood or South Central or like a depressed economy. And it's like fucking I don't want to spend even 20 million dollars besides a trillion dollars. I mean, we're talking trillions of dollars on on a defense budget to go get involved in other people's shit and like just fix one school. Right. And when you know that those wars are being fought anyway just for oil and for the top 1%, may yeah. I sound like Bernie, yeah. the top 1% to make their money. And John Bolton is specifically, and we talked about it before, and this is the problem with him, is that all he wants is war. Yeah. And now we have Pompeo, Bolton, Trump, like, the um, Cal- they all want... They're warmongers, war- They're all sure. warmongers. Yeah. And it's not good, you guys. And, you know, I come and from, like, a, my dad is conservative like Republican he doesn't care about again like social issues he doesn't care about same-sex marriage he's not religious he's nothing and you know what sadly he's not rich but the reason he's Republican is because he cares about like he was in the army and he cares about the military and there's people who you know who stay Republican because they know that Democrats will take all the money and you know give it to people who don't want to work lazy people that all that old school thinking and it's just you know, I mean, we're, I guess we're not going to be able to change old people's minds, but we've got to like change our own bogged down thinking like that. Like it's not we've got to like modernize and like like right our thinking and when it comes wh- to I that. I just don't understand why if you look at all the wars historically, what brings you to think that another one is a good idea? Like, haven't you learned? They think I don't that under- if we get stuck here and we take all of our budget and we fix the infrastructure and we fix up schools and suddenly we're walking around and we're like Sweden and everyone looks like a model and no one's fat and everyone's mm. educated mm. Um, and we pay high taxes, we're going to get stuck in a situation where we don't have any weapons and we don't have an army that can fight and and we're vulnerable to a situation. Or even if another Hitler happens, even though it probably is and it's probably Putin and we're probably partners with him. Um, exactly. we won't be able to get involved that way and they don't want to be vulnerable they're scared they come from a place of fear and it's and like I said and maybe they're right but I'd rather them be proven right than sit here and watch the whole country just where the rich get obscenely richer and even like just the regular people the middle classes aren't even going to exist anymore and I mean oh, all no. that stuff all those theories are true and it's yep. sad and um, it's fucked up but let's get um, out of the Middle East and head on over to Primary Street. Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Primary Street? How to get to Primary Street. <laughs> How do I get to Primary Street? All right. <laughs> that was pretty. Thank you so much. <laughs> so the second Trump got elected and Republicans took control of the entire government, 
The countdown began to the 2018 midterm elections. 2018. 2018 midterm elections. <laughs> because that's how Democrats can take back over the House and Senate. Well, it's 2018 and it's happening. The mother load. And who doesn't love a big load? I just knew you were going to say that <laughs> and think I that. Can't. I love saying load. I said load so many times on the road this week and nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's happening in November. The mother load's happening in November. The big election. The right? big election, right. But they started trickling out in March with the mall creeper, Roy Moore, and all that bullshit. And there are a few more last week. And there are several more happening today. That's right. Okay, so the ones happening now are primaries in certain states. Right, Meow Meow? So that means people are competing to represent their party, to be their party's nominee. So like when Obama and Hillary competed, I like to think of it like it's a gymnastics event. So (laughs) Obama won that one. Or when Bernie and Hillary competed, and then Hillary won that one. Right. So those were primaries. So the news is all hot to trot over these primaries. They're like state and local primaries. Because everyone wants to see if the resistance movement, if you will, can do anything more than put on a pussy hat and march down a fucking street. (laughs) And we won't really know that for sure until the actual midterms in November. But last week, there were primaries in Indiana, North Carolina, and West Virginia. So right now, each of those states have senators that are Democrats, but they are not a shoe in for re-election. And the Republicans are putting a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of energy <laughs> to making sure they get their best possible candidate through the primary process so they don't end up with another Roy Moore on their hands. Exactly. So you guys remember Roy Moore. We talked about him in the live podcast. He's that guy with the cowboy hat who would creep down at the malls and get with 13-year-olds and date them and ask permission <laughs> from their parents who'd give the permission. So... Um, so this is exactly what was about to happen, though. It was going to be a new Roy Moore, and it was going to be in West Virginia, a, a state when you think of progressives, that's what you think of. Mm-hmm, Just an sure ev- evolutionary oh. um, wonder, I, if you will. When I think of freedom, I think yeah. of West Virginia. <laughs> so basically, there was this guy, Don Blankenship, and he was this fucking hillbilly rube that no one in their <laughs> right mind rube. would ever vote for, okay? so But he started gaining points... It, and traction in the polls because he created this insanely racist, ignorant campaign ad. And of course, a ton of disgusting creatures cooking crystal meth and motel <laughs> coffee pots in West Virginia jumped on right on board with Don Blankenship and his weird shit. Normally, the corrupt GOP wouldn't care what the dude said, and actually, they don't care what he said. Most of the Republican politicians in the South are racist twats anyway. (laughs) The problem is that he was watering down the Republican vote and making it easier for the Democrat, Joe Manchin, to hang on to his seat. So, like, you know, the Republicans don't want Joe Manchin and... um and whoever there's another one in like maybe Indiana that they're it's right in the middle of Trump country. So they feel sure that they're going to get a Republican to replace those Democrats because right. all those people voted strongly for Trump. So they were so worried that that this Don guy, Don Blankenship, would win the primary that even they made Trump tweet. The great people of West Virginia, we have together a really great chance to keep making a big difference. The problem is Don Blankenship currently running for Senate can't win the general election in your state no way remember alabama oh i don't know why it says alabama when it was i think it's west virginia it wasn't alabama was it well whatever it's west virginia yeah remember west well that would be virginia. great i don't even get he probably did say alabama because like, i thought amazing. i cut and paste it hilarious vote for rep rep jenkins or attorney general morrissey 
So actually, this 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 election already happened last week, and the attorney general, Patrick Morrissey, ended up winning. But this idiot, Don Blankenship, still came in third wow. with 20% of the vote. So we want to play you his ad campaign, which got this motherfucker 28,000 people in West Virginia to vote for him. 28,000. We have 14 listeners of this podcast. This motherfucker got 28,000 people to vote for him. Hi, I'm Don Blankenship, candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Swamp Captain Mitch McConnell has created millions of jobs for China people. While doing so, Mitch has gotten rich. In fact, his China family has given him tens of millions of dollars. Mitch's swamp people are now running false negative ads against me. They are also childishly calling me despicable and mentally ill. The war to drain the swamp and create jobs for West Virginia people has begun. I will beat Joe Manchin and ditch cocaine Mitch for the sake of the kids. <laughs> oh. If only Mitch McConnell did do cocaine, I'd like him a lot oh, more. No I can tell you that. I, I gotta, world. During, you have to... You have to watch the video. I've seen Please. it. Not you, oh. but everyone. Who, you have to. Wa- He's frightening. He, the children he holds at the end also frightening. I have to hate to say it, but you need I to. I feel from watch from having seen it, which is incredible, just because the directing is also weirdly like close up far, close up far. But just <laughs> listening to it here from the other side of the laptop, <laughs> listening to it is it's got its own special, very special charm. China people, China yeah. family, China people, China family. Swamp cocaine mitch i mean when you he's so conservative he doesn't even like mitch mcconnell yeah. do you understand yeah, I, everyone I, does everyone really take i need everyone to tell grasp mitch mcconnell is mitch mcconnell is the speaker of the house the majority leader. leader he's the guy that everyone calls mitch mcturtle he's the one who yeah rawr, 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 rawr. he is married to uh, i'm is she i mean, she's chinese she's chinese and, and an immigrant her family were immigrants and they came she's in and they, the head of inf- transportation, transportation and they had uh, part of the reason the infrastructure is falling down <laughs> yes and the family was they had a little scandal which is that they apparently they're doing a little they did a little transportation of a little bit of cocaine in their <laughs> uh in their company um allegedly so you know that's why he calls him cocaine mitch but uh, i'm just uh the fact that he Mitch McConnell is super conservative. Like he's also completely nothing. Hates Obama, not letting anything through. Hated Obamacare. Hates immigrants. Hates immigrants. I mean, the guy is super conservative. This guy is more conservative than Mitch McConnell is calling him cocaine. Mitch he's not swamp. even a conservative. This person. He's a backwoods. He's like, like he's going to butt fuck you near a tree. He's fucking those two kids. He's holding at the end of his thing. Come for Bring it. Don Blankenship. Allegedly. So, um, now, oh, the other one I was talking about, that was West Virginia, who they're concerned about their um, Democratic seat, which they hold. The other one is Indiana. They have a Democratic senator now. No one thinks he'll keep his seat because of Mike Pence, because Mike shitface Pence comes from Indiana, <laughs> in case you guys forgot, and all of his Jesus cronies. They are so up Mike Pence's nuts in Indiana, meow, meow, yeah. that his shady $2 older brother got voted as the nominee for the for the um, House of Representatives in wow. Indiana. He has no political experience. He owns two antique malls because that's just something you do in Indiana. <laughs> and um, not only that, he's being investigated because um, he had he had some he had like some kind of shady business practice where uh, he used to like be the head of a convenience store chain that filed for bankruptcy and reportedly committed $8.4 million of environmental damage, which they covered up when they were leaking underground storage tanks. Whoa. In addition to being a political neophyte, he's also um, a corrupt, shady asshole. And the people, and they do like, 
a lot of people, even though Indiana, he's going to he's going to immediately walk right into Congress. I mean, like open the doors of Congress in November for sure. But a lot of people aren't really feeling outside of Indiana. The Pence is going down like with the Kennedys. Nobody needs nobody needs the Pence's turning into like about the pence dynasty we're gonna have a pence dynasty is this the next camelot oh i'm looking at a picture of him so tragic absolutely utterly tragic like fucking nepotism at its worst um so in north carolina their incumbent house representative was beat out by a baptist minister named mark harris who opposes same-sex marriage north carolina i was considering moving to you (laughs) i'm gonna put that on hold Um, oh, oh, that's unfortunate. But we all know that Asheville, North Carolina is apparently an incredible place to go. I'm sure there's live. lots of great places in North Carolina. Beautiful but. Obama goes there all the time. Today, there are primaries in four more states, Pennsylvania, Oregon, Nebraska and Idaho. Oh, it's just in Idaho and Oregon. Next. That's why you saw so many ads. That's why I saw so many ads. And I watched a lot of crazy commercials, too, when I was in. In my home, yeah, motels. That's why I said that people sitting in motels making crystal oh, meth in West Virginia were like, "Hey, I something. like that guy." And let me tell you for a fact, they were making, doing, and making crystal meth in every single hotel that I was in in Oregon and Idaho. If you guys ever stay in motels, Utah. like in motels, and I don't know that anyone stays in motels, like let me make myself a co- cup of Joe. <laughs> You're not really supposed to use the coffee pot because that's what they use to make the crystal meth. Oh, they were definitely making it there, and I can Which tell you, I, I watched, that. for example, like Faith, Family. Faith, working, hard working, faith, family, manhood, guys doing stuff, guns, white people, white, white, guys. White, guy, white, white people. Yeah. Whites, Hi. whites. My name is John Whiteman and I'm running for whatever. I'm just doing it because I hate blacks, Jews and gays and I am running. Why? Because I run a ranch and I kill stuff. I love killing. I could kill all day, could kill all night. I just like doing it. Because it's good work. I don't kill white stuff, though. Except white people don't <laughs> kill them unless they're gay and or Jews. But technically speaking, white people aren't gay or Jewish. They're just white. Next Tuesday, there will be primaries in Texas, Kentucky, Georgia, and Arkansas. Um, now, the California primaries are on June 5th. Mm, and these will I just be... got my booklet. I know. That's what I was going to say. And these are going to be crucial because... California offers like some of the biggest opportunities for Democrats to take back the House, given changing demographics, mm. the decline of the Republican Party, and policy. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Two of the most vulnerable vulnerable Republicans, Ed Royce in the 39th district mm. and Daryl Issa in the 49th, they have already announced they're not seeking re-election. We've wow. obviously got to replace Devin Nunes, whoever's in fucking oh, Bakersfield or go. up north in California, whoever has Devin Nunes's area. Get that fucking motherfucker out of there. And most importantly, I just wanted to say, don't ignore your dorky voters guide because it seems like it's just local. Check and make sure you don't have a state race in there. And if you don't want to deal, just make the effort to go to the polls and vote party lines Democrat. Normally, I would never, ever, ever recommend or even do that myself. I really don't. I'm a registered independent. I don't fucking care about that. This is crazy. This we is think, happening right now. We everyone. think party lines are bullshit and voting party lines are bullshit. But this Lee. year it's crucial and we have to beat. Well, you do. You don't. Oh, yeah. Lee. I thought you said we. Yeah, exactly. Lee, you motherfucker. Um But this year it's crucial and we have to beat them at their own game and expose the corruption. So just walk down or drive down to wherever your dumb polling center is at some high school that smells like feet and go and just Democrat, Democrat, Democrat and just put it behind you. Yeah. Good one. You have to. You're right. You're absolutely right. Don't try and get cute and be like, I'm libertarians this year. Like it's still just a two party system (laughs) and I don't want to. Why can't we change it? It's not changing this year. Yeah, Not this year. We got to. So get get, into it. We got to get crucial. It's Democrat or nothing. 
Yeah. Literally, if you come, if I swear to God, don't fucking come to me talking about. And me and Julie don't do that. We've told you our philosophy is we go like this. We read the names. If we can tell someone's black. <laughs> first we go, we see, we go, who's Democrat, who's Republican. We'll see if there's a woman. Correct. Now, if it's both men, let's say we then go, can we tell if someone's black? Yes. If we can't tell, then we'll go, can we tell if someone's any other like race? Yeah. Hispanic yeah. Or some anything. sort of thing. Okay. So then after that, we'll go like, okay, well now maybe we can tell one's Asian, but the Asian one's Republican and the Democrat one's white. So then we'll go, hmm. Tough one, yeah. But if it's the. I go Democrat. Then. Yeah. I think I'm. Sorry. If the Republican was Mexican, though, I might go Mexican. But then we would know we'd get screwed like Devin Nunes. So now, yeah. I don't know. Mm. We try to just do it like that, but we're not going to this year. We're Democrat Racial all the way. profiling, trying to do it right. <laughs> we gender, to do we gender profile too. Right. Oh, I also well, do, I'll do, oh, I'll do age. I'll be like, oh, someone's name's Wilbur and someone's name Hunter. I'm going to go ahead and go oh, with Hunter. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely do gender profiling. I do gender, age, and race. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we go against trying to have another fucking white bugger in there. It's true. That's the last thing anyone needs. And we it's don't need last. another man. So. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> these words you're saying <laughs> Ooh, it's exciting anyways that's what we want to tell you guys and it's real that's why we did this boring primary street um and now we're gonna leave it and we're gonna take a little visit to the ladies room Now it's time for the ladies' room. We usually use this segment to celebrate or highlight women, but today we're slightly confused in the ladies' room. And it's all because of Gina Haspel, old torture queen Gina (laughs) Haspel. So Gina Haspel is Trump's nominee to be the new head of the CIA. She would be replacing the former head of the CIA, who Trump moved over to Secretary of State to replace Rex Tillerson. So that's a lot of names replacing names. But for this segment, we're going to ignore the sausage fest and focus on Gina Haspel. Oh, God. It's just, you know, like I've said before, (laughs) Trump has found the worst women to be alive in this century and it's giving them jobs. The Senate has been um, having hearings all week with Gina Haspel (laughs) trying to confirm her. Confirm she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's been done confirmed. Confirmed. That's she one thing they have. They have confirmed. <laughs> and I usually say, and bitch, I usually think is a good good yeah. word. If confirmed, she would be the first female in history to head the CIA. She's been with the CIA for 33 wonderful torturing years, <laughs> and she's beyond qualified. But what comes as a surprise to no one is she's also shady as fuck. <clears throat> okay, so after 9/11 and even prior to that in 2005. She was deeply involved in the capture and torture of terrorists. That in and of itself may not be a deal breaker, especially after 9-11 when tensions were high. As Obama's previous nominee, John Brennan, was also involved in the same exact torture program as Gina Haspel. Okay, and he got voted through the Senate with flying colors. He was confirmed easily by many of the same senators that are objecting to Gina Haspel, senators like John McCain, Bernie Sanders and Rand Paul. Right. Well, (laughs) right. The deal breakers are, however, one. Okay. Trump, OBS, of course, they don't trust anyone he's nominating because he only nominates candidates that serve his mysterious bottom line and not the country at large. And he has found every <laughs> fucking horrible woman that has ever lived and will be like a, you know, what kind? What do you call that? What do you Having call nothing a- to do with her being a woman, he every nominee he has is strange and bizarre and doesn't make sense. Horrible. And, I yeah, know. And I, right, but just, I'm just saying for me personally, yeah. you want, you think on paper a woman who, could be the first. It was just like with Sarah Palin. Oh, great. The first female this, yeah. that, other thing. 
but no, the, yeah. she's she's couldn't be worse, and this person couldn't yeah. be fucking worse. And you think, and as a feminist and as a person who loves women, you want the women to be good, but then he's the one to find the disgusting women. Not only was she involved, this in is the, two, two. Not only was she involved in the torture program as a woman, she is described as quote an enthusiastic supporter and participant end quote in torture interrogation, which is obviously unsettling. She literally ran a CIA prison in Thailand in 2005 where they kept and tortured people. She ran it. Who can run? Okay, keep going. I mean, I'm... Just keep going. Three. Yes, this list is this long. After the CIA was busted for illegally torturing people and funding secret torture prisons with taxpayer money, Gina Haspel was ordered by her boss to destroy all the taped evidence of the torturing. Okay? So one might think, your boss tells you to do something, you do it. Especially in the CIA. Edward Snowden didn't do it, and look what happened. That's right. And exactly. Edward Snowden didn't do it. She did. She destroyed hundreds of hours of tapes after years of the White House declining the CIA's request to destroy said tapes. Literally told not to do it by the president, and she went on ahead and did it anyway. Now, I'm quite sure she's part of some secret boys club where like George W. Bush says not to destroy the tapes to the public and then goes to her and tells her secretly to go ahead and destroy them. Mm -hmm. Because let's not forget that George Bush Sr. was also the head of the CIA at some point. Mm -hmm. So those motherfuckers are deep in the game. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that she wasn't ordered to destroy the tapes by the actual president. And fine, she destroyed them. But now no one in the Senate wants a member of the deep state Illuminati (laughs) good old boys club to head the CIA, especially when that good old boy is a fucking woman. So disappointing. So no vote. No check. No (laughs) stamp. No, hang up. No, Gina. No. Hey, what's that? What? Um, What's the Martin thing? Like, hey, Gina. Uh, damn, or whatever. Gina. Oh, damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. Oh, we could go so many Martin <laughs> gifts right here. Damn, Gina. Yeah, I mean, it's just so disappointing. I'm just, it's just so gross. Of course it and is. So and the, gross. The and- grotesque Republicans want to have like troll feminism where they want to shame everyone who doesn't want to vote oh, for a woman. how would you not want a woman and all that And it bullshit. is disappointing. And I want to say like psychologically, so the vote is Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Um, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. Um psychologically it is hard I was like Julie and I have this favorite feminist Julie has a million but I like Mm -hmm. Megan Murphy I actually didn't look up Julie Bindle but both of them don't live in America so they're probably not as invested and so they haven't really weighed in we I like looked on their social media and they haven't weighed in on on this actual thing but I did read a few articles on like the troll feminism and stuff but I know without even having read an article that whether it's genderism or sexism or whatever it is in our in our own minds it's the way understanding that men you know think about basketball and titties and women (laughs) want to like snuggle and wash animals and play with babies and you know Uh, whatever mm -hmm. and probably think about titties um Mm -hmm. it's like she i think it bothers us i think we can compartment as women i think we can compartmentalize men being involved in very violent mm, um, mm-hmm. acts mm-hmm. like that. And when you hear about a woman being involved, it stops you up short because as women, we just don't, we can be hardcore and we have been. And certainly when you're defending your own baby, I'm sure I doubt she lost her her, her, her infant baby in 9-11 or even a loved one. Right. However, if she's on some kind of revenge mission, then Julie will jump right on her side. <laughs> but I don't think it's personal for her. And it's been said a million times that she enthusiastically um, participated in it. When they took it away, she didn't want to take it away. She wants it back even now. The bitch loves 
coming in and torturing people. She's got a weird look in her eye, and I don't yeah. think we like to look at women. It's like the godmother, the cocaine lady that's uh, called the godmother. Yes, yes. When you come across a hardcore woman, she scares even men, and we don't right really get you don't down understand with that. Yeah, where it comes from. It's really. And it's not one of us. Sad? It's not one of and us. And that's sad. First yeah. of all, that's a very sad statement about men. And secondly, mm. it's even, it's so, I have a very, uh, personally, just I can say for me personally, I have a confusing um, personal relationship with torture. And I do yeah, not I think a it. lot of people do. Of course not. So, of course not. I like the death penalty. How, <laughs> and of course, right. after 9-11, you want people to be fucking waterboard. They don't even die or anything, but... It's different than that. It's different. Yes. You can walk around a Thailand prison and be like, I own this shit. Like fucking God damn, that bitch is too much. Yeah, it's too much. So that's where it, but, and that's why people are like, you can't have the death penalty and you can't have torture because exactly because of this reason. But I'm still sort of And because of of John McCain and even if. Right. Who was tortured. And even if you tell yourself like those people did what they did and we need the information and, but then you think of John McCain, what, what you expect from a woman I'm fine with having men go in and fucking shut down and compartmentalize and do the torturing and do whatever. But when you think of a woman, I expect her to be able to, and as I would expect a better woman than me, to walk in there and be able to empathize with another human being who's loyal to another set of people who don't believe they're wrong, who are doing something for a reason. And loyalty is also a good quality. And even though what they were doing was against us, women should should be able to empathize. And shouldn't the woman be able to be more manipulative and not use... Listen... I know from personal experience that it doesn't take torture and it doesn't take violence to get what you fucking want. Yeah, it's right. one look in the eye and you could get what you fucking want. So and I don't even need to know. I mean, come on. So yeah, with the right a woman and especially if you're dealing with people who can't even be in the same room with a woman. There's not much you need to do. Yeah. You can't even fucking, touch another woman. Yeah, just go grind on his lap for two minutes I'm not even, with his hands tied behind his seriously, back. Seriously. Or just walk in and reveal your fucking ankles. Show yeah. your face. And you would probably be able to get some information. I mean, call me crazy, but like, I would think that you would want women, you would, women should hold themselves to a higher standard, even though men should too, but okay. <laughs> a woman needs to be able to hold herself to a higher standard and she should be able to get more, I would think. And, and I don't know. I just think that they should be more, a little more manipulative. <laughs> so the Voight's vote, the Voight, the vote, the John Voight is uh, Wednesday. And um, <laughs> like we talked about in the last Senate, I mean, segment, Indiana Senator Joe Donnelly and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, who are both Democrats, have said now that they will vote for Haspel because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. are looking to, like, lose their seat. And oh. they're right in the middle of Trump country and they want to get those votes. So they're now going to vote for her. So there's a few Republicans also, like I said, John McCain, Rand Paul, and um, Bernie Sanders, I guess he's independent, who aren't going to vote for her. So it's no one really knows exactly which way What's it's going to go? go. What happened to her? I wonder what happened to her. I always wonder what happened to a woman who gets I like think, that. Oh, I'm sure she suffered abuse. And even though this might not be personal, she's taking she, out like whatever issues she I has. Think she, and well, all I definitely think she's a psychopath because a sociopath is a nonviolent psychopath. It's right. somebody with no conscience right. or a psychopath is a violent sociopath. I think she's a sociopath. She's obviously violent. I think she's yeah. a psychopath. I think she's found a way to legally do it. And for that <laughs> slow clap, but you're not going to be the head of the CIA bitch. So keep it pushing. And I don't even need, I don't need it. I don't care. Like, yeah. And that's, and I knew, and I feel like I told you this cause she, this was uh, a while ago, weeks ago that she, they, he put her up that he, that he fired Tillerson moved over. What's his name? And then, nominated her and right away I was like he knows I feel like I told you he knows she's never gonna pass 
and he put her up there so that so that he can sit there and make every woman senator, every Democrat right. vote no on her. And he's going to sit there on his high horse I and be like, what? you guys, I yeah. thought you wanted a woman. Right. I knew. I knew. I was like, you had to put up this controversial of a person. There wasn't one other person in there that that wasn't controversial. No, you knew you'd put up someone who wouldn't pass. Might not even pass if she was a man because she destroyed all that evidence. John Brennan didn't right. destroy any evidence. Right. And so it's like. It's all a complete and utter political move, and it's so dumb. I'm not going to be shamed. No, absolutely not. I don't even feel. No, of course not. But no. they are. They're being shamed left and right. Of course they are. And Democrats and people can't, and they can't fight back correctly, and that's also pathetic. You know what I mean? And they ask Kamala Harris, like, even on the news, not just innocently, like, well, you voting no for her, but you would have voted yes for Obama. She's like, I wasn't here for Obama's nominee, and I don't know what I would have done, and, and get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, and, I don't like this person. Right. <laughs> Right. Like what? I just uh, uh, th- their game is just so gross and they play it. They just this nobody plays as dirty as these um, Trump people. Um, OK, so now we're going to leave the ladies room, but mm. don't be sad okay? because we're going to take we're going to go visit another mm. special lady yeah. in a moment with Melania. So even though First Lady Melania Trump isn't big on public speaking, Mm. she's been very outspoken about her love for children and her desire to protect them. Last Monday, in a televised speech from the White House Rose Garden where they send every lady to do every... Melania officially announced the launch of her children's initiative, Be Best. Be Best. Focused on three main pillars ensuring their mental and physical well being, harnessing their social media use for good, and protecting them from opioid addiction. Lucky for us, Melania is here to go through her speech and share with us some of her deeper thoughts on her campaign as well as how she was feeling that day. Hi, Melania. Hello, Brandy. (laughs) I felt wonderful how I was that day. I look so good. Did you watch speech? I saw a little bit of it, but I'm looking forward to hearing it now. You always look beautiful, of course. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I really put together for Rose Garden because I knew people were being there. I had like 12 people in the audience. You can hear them clap very So you weren't slow. nervous, even though you don't seem like you really feel that comfortable public speaking? I was a little shaky. You'll hear it. But before I play speech, I want to play for you the wonderful commercial they make for me. Uh, before speech I come out they show this video it's like introducing your new campaign is what it is right yeah it's introducing the campaign okay so I'd like to play it for you okay I'm asking you all to join me today and commit to promoting values such as encouragement kindness compassion and respect in our children. My voice needs to With be those higher, values <laughs> as a solid foundation, our kids will be better equipped to deal with many of the evils in our world today. Including your husband. In my year as First Lady, I have also learned Lady. that it's often times after a tragedy that you see... Like your husband getting nominated. This is moving, Brandy, listen. <laughs> I have been heartened to see children across this country using their voices to speak out and try against your to husband. create change. They're our future and they deserve a voice. 
I received many letters from children who have been two. I received two letters, <laughs> both from Baron. Social media. I'm here with one goal: helping children and our next generation. And I believe that if we all come together, we can start to affect positive change for our children. See how moving the music Much is. Much of my focus has been towards focus. understanding the negative effects the opioid epidemic ah. is having on our children and young mothers. I have seen firsthand both the medical and personal results. And while this crisis has taken hold of our country, the American people have responded. I'm proud of this administration's commitment to battling this epidemic. I want to nurture and protect the most valuable part of our society and our future, children. I hope you will join me today in my efforts and ask for your support. And I believe together we can make a real difference. It goes and then it ends and I walk out okay. and 12 people stand up as they cl clapping. Basically but probably just your staff. It's my staff and uh, um, and some people we invited to come. Oh, okay. Because we had some people come that we invited I speak about in my speech. And it's beautiful, Brandy. It was a beautiful day. We have to help the children. We have to focus <laughs> on uh -huh. the children or people will die. In wars that my husband is going to start, <laughs> you know. Good afternoon. Oh. Welcome to the White House. Mm. See how strong I speak yeah. at the beginning? As a mother and as first lady. As a mother, I love to talk about being mother, right? Mm -hmm. You know I'd love to do that. First lady, it concerns me <laughs> that in today's fast-paced fast -paced, and yeah. ever-connected world, mm. children can be less prepared to express or manage their emotions and oftentimes turn to forms of destructive or addictive behavior such as bullying, that damn addiction, or even suicide. So, you know, this is very important because children turn, <coughs> turn to <laughs> bullying, drugs, and other things to do. Like suicide. Suicide. Sometimes my speech pattern yeah. goes to a weird... Tempo. I was wondering if that's because mm. you speak so many languages. Because you, your grasp of the English language, I would think, um, with all due, would be much, much better. I've been living here quite a while now. But you speak like nine languages. There are languages. too many critical <laughs> oh. issues facing children today. So the three main pillars of Be Best will include well-being, social media use, and opioid abuse. All three things my husband loves to do. You know, so we thought that we would hit on them to be best, be best opioid use, be best bullying, be best. What's the other thing? Um, you um know, whatever. Suicide. Um, don't kill yourself or do. I don't know. But no, it was um, mental and physical well-being. Mental and physical well-being. <laughs> for example, health is be best. Oh, things you can say in a sentence like how would I use that in a full you must be best you you must be best you should be best I think even the title be best might not be correct I think English. it needs to be be the best but I'm not totally sure I don't know who let it pass to be best it's sort of like <laughs> I don't think it's when there's someone who doesn't speak the English 
says something to you, but it's not so totally correct. And it's like, and if the saying was actually English correct and it was be the best, then that would just almost seem like a different campaign, wouldn't it? It's like <laughs> USA number one. <laughs> exactly. We number one. We number one. You'll be best. You'll be best. It's like, imagine yelling that be to a group the of best. Kids. Be the best. But now imagine yelling to kids, group, whole group, whole auditorium of kids. Be best. Be best. Be best. <laughs> you don't entirely know what to do because the words aren't really no. totally right. Exactly. Let us teach our children the difference between right and wrong mm-hmm. and encourage them that's to a good be idea. best. Yeah, that's good. That's a, that's a good idea. In life. We have not done with anyone in Trump administration. Clearly not one of them knows difference. Actually, they do know difference between right and wrong, but they just go um, to do wrong. Take, for example, Christian Box, a young man this is from moving. York, Pennsylvania, <laughs> who is here with us today. Mm. When he was in second grade, Christian introduced the body bench. At his elementary school. His elementary (laughs) school. Now, at his elementary school, he brought up the the body bench. Now, here's the important... I don't even understand what any of it means. So, Christian Begonding came to a White House (laughs) to talk about the body bench. Now, this is a very good idea. And I think for many children, they could use it. Basically, they put a bench in the uh, place where they play, you know, outside. And then the one child sit on the bench when uh, they don't have no friends. And then the other children come uh, and they go, oh, look at this loser. He don't have no friends. <laughs> body bench. I thought yeah, it was ba- body, body Ooh, bench. Body yeah, I was like, what is this? Like a, you lay down, it's like a weight bench? Yeah, you wait, wait. you wait, you lay down, it's yeah, a body look, bench. I thought it was a body bench, I swear. I see body bench. Yeah, body, body. <laughs> you know, we're going to be bodies. Okay. And then loser the bodies, bench, a.k.a. loser bench. Yeah, so that they come to the... So then all the children come and they go, we are going to be bodies, which we know is exactly how children are I, on the playground. They're so benevolent. They love to see when one child had no friends, then they go and they go, we're going to be friends too. I think I must... That a lot of people like in my neighborhood must think our neighborhood is filled with buddy benches because when mm. I simply sit down mm. to get on my phone yes. and do something... yeah. I get a lot of buddies that want to sit on down and chat. Yeah, isn't that interesting, Brandy? <laughs> I think maybe that's a good point. That we t- put the... Bu- you know who think? I think every boy thinks every that man. he can sit yeah. on the bench with you. <laughs> I know. I feel that too. You know, good point, Brandy. Good point. Every bench I sit on too, I always have lots of buddies. <laughs> they start talking at me, asking me for things. That's a good point, Brandy. It should be called the, the man bench. You're right. <laughs> I'd also like to talk campaign. about Orchard Lake Middle School in West Bloomingfield Township, Ta- Michigan. Le- West Bloomingfield Township, <laughs> Michigan. By the way, you can't give me any place. Give me any place with name. I tell you. You know, I know Julie. She from Lexington, Massachusetts. State. State or... of Massachusetts near Boston. <laughs> I visited a school in October as part of National Bullying Prevention Month to speak to students about the importance of being kind. (laughs) Mm. While I was there, I visited their Viking huddle class. Now, I get confused (laughs) with my own self here because let me play. Let me keep playing because I think she said I think I said said, but now I'm not sure a Viking huddle class. 
I thought she said Viking cuddle. On social emotional learning and teaches lessons about respecting others, inclusion, and being kind. As part of Be Best, I plan to highlight ideas and programs such as Body Bench and Viking Huddle Class. Whoa, oh, ho- it's Walking Huddle Class. Walking Huddle Class? Who? Or Wha- Walking, it can't be Cuddle Class. I'd be gross if kids cuddle. Well, I think it's Walking Huddle Class. Well, to be honest with you, I even look up my own self and I don't know what I said. So I'm saying it's, I think it's Viking Cuddle Class <laughs> that we dress up like Vikings and we go, boonda, boonda, I am like a Viking. Yeah. Then we go, cuddle, cuddle, cuddle. Now we best friends. That's what mm, I think it okay. might be. But if you think that it's walking, walk, 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 then cuddling. No, huddle. Huddle. Walking and huddling. Yeah, you huddle. You'd be like, yeah, mm. we're good, awesome. Right. Mm, shit like that. Put right. your hands in. Yay. Yay. Not friends. bullying. Right. Right. Exactly. We be all fat. Okay. <laughs> So let's see. I hope that other schools or community groups will be inspired to replace their efforts and take steps to improve the well-being of our children. I want to put all of these things into other schools, though. So we have Viking huddle class, walking huddle <laughs> class, and body bench in all the different schools. And that way, all the bullying, the killing, the suicide, it all ends with the body bench and the Viking cuddling. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's the thing. And people want to know, well, you know, social media, you need to be kind, no bullying. And that's why my husband loves all of this because he thinks it's, he, he agrees. He wants people to be kind because there's great love in this country. You know. We have invited some of the Viking huddle class here. The today. Viking huddle class Thank came to the Rose Garden. Were they, I still don't know who they are. Were they all Norwegians the or what? House. Yeah, they wore big helmets, <laughs> you know. As we all know, social media can be both positively and negatively. Oh, they can. I think we know. I <laughs> think we know. But too often it's used in negative ways. Isn't that funny how the Twitter can be used in negative ways? I wonder where, where could we find... An example in a child's school of Twitter being bad. I or thought someone. you were kind of giving a wink, wink there. Like as we all know, as we all know, my husband is piece of shit, and yeah. I wish we divorce. I thought that it was the subtext there. Here's my dream to do in year three and a half of my husband's <laughs> presidency. I'm going to give speech. God willing, it's not that long. <laughs> Or towards whatever. Maybe when he go to jail, okay. I give speech mm-hmm. and I go, hi, everybody. Thank you for coming to Rose Garden. I'm uh, first of all, this is my boyfriend. His <laughs> name is Edgar. Um, and he and I have been together for 14 years. <laughs> and we are very excited. He's the real father of Baron. <laughs> and uh, I also have three other children I've kept secret for all this time. <laughs> Uh, we are going to take half of my husband's money and we are moving. And I want to tell all of America to go fuck yourself it's for talking shit about me, for making me feel like shit just because I'm gold digger, just because I came here as hooker, whatever. I do me. You do you. Exactly. Uh, maybe I wear a wig. Maybe I wear a fall. It's up to me. It's not up to you. <laughs> then I say we're taking my family, my four kids and my boyfriend and we get the fuck out of here and moving you know where we're going to move to? Australia, where my boyfriend's from. <laughs> That's great. So it was lovely talking to you, Melania. Brandy, as so always, much. I love talking with you. <laughs> I love seeing beautiful other women. I love hearing your d- dulcet voice. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I don't get to hear or see any beauty when I'm at home. Only when I go to see children, I see some cuteness. But I never see any beauty. Thank you so much. 
Okay, now it's time for So There's That. Okay, this is the part of the show where Julie has to find something that's happening because of or perhaps to this administration that is positive. Um, our heroic unpaid intern, Jesse, <laughs> who can be found at, at Aran Aro on Twitter, mm, yes. sent Julie like 10 great things. So this yeah. bitch better have something good for us. And if you're a fan of Jesse at Aran Aro, he will be doing a live gay guys and their feelings at our live podcast in Portland. So come out and meet him and give him some love in place of all the dollars we don't and never will pay him. <laughs> um, he does a lot of hard work and like for us and finds a lot of things. So let's see if Meow Meow used any of his suggestions on her. So there's that <sighs> for this week. Well, I want to thank Aranaro also. I want you. You always beat me to the because you know me so well. <laughs> I want to thank Aranaro for handling this week's So There's That. This week was so fucked up. I thought this week's So There's That was that due to getting some sort of pistachio disease on the road, I haven't eaten for two days, and so I've jump-started my new diet. So there's that. But <laughs> Aran has come to the rescue again. Those of you who listen are probably too young to remember a certain little daytime talk show called The Jenny Jones Show. Mm. It was one of the powerhouse daytime talk shows back in the 90s. <laughs> There a, was many, too. There were, but Jenny and Jenny Jones was one of my personal faves. She was in the 90s giving a gossip-mongering relationship, but he cheated on me. I took your man type of show. Well, Jenny had started out as a comedian. Oh, in I case you were wondering. I didn't know that. And for all intents and purposes, she really was a friend of the gays. And in the 90s, you know. Yeah, there weren't was, many friends. There weren't many friends. She taped a show where a young man surprised another man, telling him he had a crush on him. The two were friends, but the straight one didn't know the gay one was gay or that he had a crush on him. And that was the whole going to be the whole show was surprise. I have a crush on you. But it was generally straight. Ones. Yeah. And this was the first gay one. This is like the first gay one on fucking national television. Well, apparently this information sent the straight one over the edge into such a panic. He shot and killed the gay one yeah, two days was, after the taping. This of the is show. a big, 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 huge, huge story. Right. But according to him, Jonathan Schmitz, I believe is his name. Um. Not only did he kill him after the taping of the show, he also shared a sexual encounter with him. So there's that. No, the show, <laughs> the show was never aired, but the trial and the case were very high profile news. The, the man, rather than getting first degree premeditated cold blooded murder, got second degree murder and was let out of prison last year. His defense, gay panic. Yep. Gay panic is a real legal defense and um i googled him by the way uh to see a picture of him because i wanted to see a picture of the killer and let me tell you something motherfucker gay <laughs> um just look at a picture of him the gay panic defense, gay panic also known as i'm gay <laughs> yeah, exactly that's why i'm panicking <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm panicking because i'm gay yeah, right. <laughs> the gay panic defense is a real defense used in court legally and has been used globally and successfully for years the data is inconclusive when it comes to actual numbers but the consensus is that it is used and that it works just last month a 69 year old man in austin texas received a very light sentence of six months in jail and 10 years probation for fatally stabbing a 32 year old neighbor who allegedly came on to him okay 
You got that? The judge added the maximum of six months jail time. If that were the case, couldn't we just stab every single man that got a little too handsy? Okay, so thank Actually, you. Actually, I had man panic. He was a little <gasps> too fucking handsy. Oh, my God. I got that in here. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, uh, what's... Yeah. Uh, uh, I just... I said, clearly Gloria Alred and women's groups aren't really paying attention because women could be using the man panic defense yeah. and killing everyone, y'all. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't work anyway because sexism. But that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Come on. Come exactly. on. So <laughs> that offends me just like the thing with what's her face with Bill Cosby. Like it's yes, so. It's beyond. Uh, poor gay people, man. It's you beyond. guys have really gotten the so, fucking. my angel and gentleman extraordinaire, Rana Rowe, sent me an article from The Guardian yesterday, which led me down a gay panic rabbit hole. And the good, no- good news is this. After decades of gay panic defense in court, the U.S. states slowly begin to ban the tactic. Texas. You, however, are oh. exempt oh. from this discussion. From what uh, I've read, and clearly just last month, you used it. Of course not. The def- you know, the actual gay panic defense, including you still ha- still have um, the offense of homosexual conduct on your penal code. So you can suck a bag of dicks in the gayest of ways. California became the first state to outlaw the gay panic defense in no 2014. Surprise. No surprise. And a prohibition in Illinois went into effect at the start of this year. Bans have been advocating or formally proposed in states including Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Georgia, Washington, New Jersey, and New York. Anthony Michael Christ, a professor at Chicago Kent College of Law who is involved in drafting the Illinois bill, is calling the phase we're in a slow drip. So, you know, I for one love slow drip coffee. Even though I hate waiting for it, it really is delicious and gives me the biggest kick in the morning. I don't know how long it'll take or if people will ever truly be over their gay panic, but this does give us a little hope that at the end of the day, any unwanted advances advances sexually from anyone we're not interested in is just gross. Yeah. And men better start getting on board the gross sexual advance train that women have been managing their whole fucking lives for thousands of fucking years. And I hope we're entering a time where the gross and annoying playing field is at least level. And we can all agree, regardless of what your sexual preference is, getting hit on by anyone at any time of any sexual preference mm-hmm. is both flattering and disgusting. Yeah. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. If you haven't yet, go over and listen to the two free podcasts at www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. It's an ad-free, uncensored, no politics zone. If you like the free episodes, sign up for $1 an episode. That's right. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. A lot of people think it's worth it, like three or four really, really think it's worth it. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, exactly. Um, we got a really great message on our Dumb Gay Politics face Dumb Gay Politics Facebook page, and I wanted to read it because it really did move both of us. Yeah, and I thought that it was an important uh, came in massage. today, and it was like, oh, really beautiful. It's from Sarah Wybright, I think, and or Wybright. I'm sorry if I don't pronounce your name correctly. I'm not entirely sure. Sarah Wybright, Wybright. I'm not sure. Dear Julie and Brandy. I don't normally reach out to strangers this way, but wanted to take a second to let you both know how much you mean to me. I like to consider myself listener 15 of both the Patreon podcast as well as Dumb Gay Politics. I've been a fan since People's Couch. 
In December of 2016, I lost my best friend to breast cancer. She was only 29 years old. It was a very dark time, and I miss her more with every day that passes. She was Julie to my Brandy and Brandy to my Julie. The two of you really got me through the darkest months after she passed and still do to this day. I can always, always count on you to make me smile. Thank you for that. Keep doing what you're doing because it really is a bright spot in my life and I'm sure countless others. I appreciate the time you give and the humor you share. I hope one day to catch one of Julie's shows if she ever makes it to Ohio. Much love, Sarah. Um, It's just so, 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 so sweet. And even like, even just knowing from people's couch to just doing this stupid thing, like for somebody to say that is like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like makes you feel like, oh, okay, well, this was not all for naught. I know it certainly yeah. wasn't for money, Sarah. Um, so, and I have to say, even though she called herself the 15th, number 15, I think she might actually be one of the original 14 since she started listening around December 2016. And that's when we first started the podcast. So, and you listen to, and you watch People's Couch. So, thank you so much, Sarah. Obviously, we're like, sorry to hear about your friend. That's truly fucking awful. And, just know you're not alone and there's a lot of people everywhere in the world and also a lot of people listening to this podcast that suffer from feelings of loss every single day and that kind of stuff sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, stay strong and and know that while you're listening, other people are too. And we're also just totally like unhappy and depressed and <laughs> want to kill ourselves. So <laughs> know that. And I'm happy that you're oh, you're with us man. and we're with you and have been for now That's over right. a year. That's right. Together. That's right. Wow. God. <laughs> maybe we'll have a anniversary party for everybody <laughs> we should have a, i mean it's you know well I mean? over a year we're gonna come up on two well you know it's been a year and a half we should all celebrate valentine's day together that's already everyone on the podcast well. well next year okay <laughs> <laughs> oh well thank you again yeah that was do you really want to nice. promote any of your shows um uh the most imp- okay you know yeah i'm gonna start promoting now that i'm gonna be in new york with brad locally on june 7th and 8th at the laurie beachman theater so everyone needs to come out to y'all that. heard brad on the air yeah and he's great and it's a f- it'll be a fun show he and i together we're doing two shows june 7th and 8th and then june 9th i'm gonna be in asbury park at the paradise and i'm doing this is gonna be my fourth year i think doing the twin peaks um comedy show for the cure i work with this this nurse and she 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 does this she gives money and she gives free mammograms and raises money for Planned Parenthood and it's just a really great cause and um she's a really great person and the, and the work she's doing there and specifically for LGBT people and it's just pretty awesome so June 7th and 8th in New York at the Lori Beachman Theater and June 9th at um the Paradise in Asbury Park please come to that and as always it's been real and it's been fun but mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb Babbage. <laughs> Damn, Gina. <laughs> Good one. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Let me. 
show you a rhyme We'll maybe play you a sign You look black, you're both pretty grooving Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry Right We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Bite. Or maybe a bite. bite I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Hit, hit, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 